What's predominant in your awareness right now? Did you know? Or were you waiting without awareness of waiting? Waiting's fine, another object of mindfulness when we recognize it. Just this continuity, this simple, relaxed, receptive interest. What's awareness noticing now? And now, when we talk about continuity, it's this relaxed, interested quality of being willing to remember again and again. And it's the steadiness that starts to uh, reveal what's going on, what's really happening in a more clear way. And as our attention gets a bit more stable and the awareness starts to get its momentum, we also, the mind can actually recognize more subtle experience. You know, just as there's more, more collectedness, a bit more steadiness. So today we want to um, introduce to, uh, and to our <clears throat> instructions a subtle but very um, important aspect of experience which we've referred to quite a bit, the word polyvedana or feeling tone. Feeling tone, that quality, the Buddha described it as every sense experience, every moment of contact, whether seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and the whole mental realm, that it's experienced in the mind has a, a feeling tone, a simple quality of pleasant unpleasant, or neither pleasant or unpleasant. We say neutral for short. Just simple example, like maybe when you were eating breakfast, the taste might have been pleasant. Often it can occur from time to time when you're sitting for a while, some strong physical experience experienced as unpleasant. Even right now, there may be many physical experiences that you're experiencing that, if you're aware of them, that are neutral. Maybe just cool sensation in the hands. Or if you just feel where your lips are touching together. Neutral. Now, this um, feeling tone, we're translating it that way rather than feeling, just because in English, feeling is also used for emotions and more complex mental states, so we want to distinguish that. Feeling tone, Vedana, is it's a mental experience. So when I say that, that maybe the taste of your breakfast cereal was pleasant, that pleasant is a mental experience. It's not something inherent in that breakfast cereal. It may be pleasant one moment and unpleasant the next in your mind. It's a mental experience, Vedana. Maybe pleasant to you. If it has raisins in it, it's unpleasant to me. So it really (laughs) just depends. And then that's just a view I have that prevents me from actually tasting the raisins, which might be pleasant if I would just be open to experience it. That's how it works when we have steadiness of awareness. So this Vedana, this mental quality... It's so important, the Buddha, when he talked about the five aggregates that make up a human being arising moment to moment, rupa, the physical, and four mental ones, Vedana, one of them. 
So that means in every moment of consciousness, every moment of conscious contact, Vedana is arising and felt in the mind. Clearly, we're not going to notice it every moment. But it's so important when the Buddha um, laid out the four foundations of mindfulness. Remember, Guy spoke about the third one last night, mindfulness of citta, of mind, heart, of psyche. We've talked about the first foundation, a rupa, of form, of body. and all. Um, we've talked about some of what that includes. The second foundation is Vedana. So out of the whole realm of physical experience, of all experience, mental, physical, that the Buddha spoke about in the Satipatthana Sutta, he broke it into four sections and Vedana is one of them. Why is it so, so key, so important and interesting to explore? I think you already know the answer, but as we explore it in practice, the, the subtle mental experience, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, it's subtle and quick. So often, almost always maybe, we don't really notice it. In fact, I think this is, to me, one of the genius qualities of the Buddha, that he noticed this and figured it out and could see it. I don't think I ever would have noticed it if I hadn't heard it, if I hadn't been taught it. Because it's so important, as you know, if it's pleasant, that moment of pleasantness, unnoticed with awareness, just that immediately the leaning in, this is nice, I like it, nothing wrong with that, if we notice that. But the I like it, more and more, of course, right? That's right in the dependent origination, contact brings feeling, brings craving, without mindfulness, without awareness. Unpleasant, just the reverse. It's unpleasant, I'm out of here. From unpleasant to this is bad, I'm out of here, is like they're so close together, we hardly notice. And neutral. Try and notice there's actually a very large amount of neutral experience arising. One of the reasons we put down the phones, you might notice neutral if you give yourself half a moment of steady mindfulness. But we don't, the mind goes off. Boredom or creating something. These are just the the habits when there's not wisdom, when there's not awareness. But the habits are not uh, inevitable. It's quite possible we notice pleasant to be with pleasant. And then it can move into um, appreciating, pleasure, fine. If it moves into craving, awareness notices the craving rather than just assuming, this tastes good, of course I need more. There's no other option. This hurts, so it's bad, wrong, and whatever I can do to make it stop is, of course, the right thing to do. There's no other possibility. Why we go on and on, you know, my talk the other night. There is another possibility, and that other possibility is to recognize what's really happening. I remember one long retreat I was on. I was really exploring Vedana. I was doing walking meditation, and a little fly was walking up and down my face, and I was pretty far in. I was pretty, pretty steady and quiet. So I was walking. You know, the first is, oh, you know, you want to do that. But I didn't. And then I could get really focused on feeling, you know, the little feet moving and the unpleasantness of it. And I could really just got interested in just feeling unpleasant. 
And when the, the awareness is just with unpleasant, it is not inevitable that that goes to aversion. It's not inevitable. <laughs> and it's not inevitable that pleasant has to lead to craving and grasping. Sure, it often does. Fine. Bring in awareness and explore that. But just to start to see this link is a wonderful place to bring in awareness and start to see cause and effect rather than feeling that we're just victims. You know, what can I do? It's unpleasant. The only thing I can do is run out screaming or try to go to sleep so I don't have to be conscious with this. There's other options, one of which is presence, equanimity, and freedom of heart-mind. So exploring this, that's what we want to explore in practice. I'll do a short guide. But just, I do want to say, it's arising every moment of conscious contact, and it's quick and subtle, really quick and subtle. So we want to include the possibility of noticing it in our awareness, for sure. But I, this is, I really don't want you to make yourself crazy or get into incredible stress trying every single moment to see the Vedana. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. The next moment's already here. Oh, I didn't see the Vedana. Oh, that's the moment of unpleasant right there. Unpleasant thought. Okay, great. There's another one arising every moment. Don't worry. Don't worry. So it's just to, to include this and start to see. Start to see more the links in the cause and effect nature, how the mind and body works. It's just nature. It's nothing personal. Okay. So let's just come into, you're already, of course, in your sitting posture and fully aware of all sensations, (laughs) relaxed, present. There hasn't been a moment's lapse in steady, receptive mindfulness, I'm sure. So I don't need to remind you. But here we are, feeling the body sitting, just receiving that. Noticing however the body feels, however the mind, the heart feels, just it's like this now. And I'm using feeling not like Vedana, just feeling. If you've been settling into Letting the attention relax into the sensation of body as your your anchor, you're collecting point for awareness, just being at ease with that. Within that, if the sensations of breath has been what supports your collecting awareness. And just receiving whatever sensations arise naturally with this next in-breath, out-breath. That quality of really affectionate curiosity just really there for the sensations of sitting, for the sensations of this half-breath. It's like this now. No past, no future just this moment. How is it? It's like this. If the experience of hearing has been supportive for you in collecting and steadying 
and remembering mindful awareness. And just relaxing, present, receiving, hearing as it arises and passes with our interested presence, but no interference is called for whatsoever. Sitting, sensations of breathing, hearing, all arising naturally. And when the mind is awake, naturally and easily known with mindfulness. Just this moment. And of course, the whole range of mental, physical experience is also naturally arising. Whenever an experience is naturally Known in awareness, you're not thinking about what next, but just a pressure sensation. Hearing, tingling, ah, thinking, Mm, heaviness, oh, anger, Mm, happiness, sensations of breathing. I wonder what's going to happen next. Once you, ah, thinking. Wondering, pressure, just whatever's occurring naturally. And just exploring in this sitting, when an experience arises, say a tingling, a heaviness, a physical one, a mood, an emotion, a series of thoughts, something that lasts more than a, you know, a real fraction of an instant, Letting the mindfulness just really be with that sensation, be with that emotion, the mood, the feeling, or the sensation. Letting it be just as it is in the light of mindful awareness. And then just noticing, you know, if there's a subtle sense of its pleasantness or unpleasantness or neither one. It's not, if you look too hard, that gets in the way. It's more like just really say, say it's a sensation of heaviness. It's almost like the awareness moves to it, almost really just listening, just really sinking into that sensation, and then just get a feeling, ah, unpleasant, a little bit unpleasant. You don't have to analyze, it just will come. If it's not, don't go looking again, just be open to receive. We'll get more fluid with this. And then the next thing arises, or the breath or the body arises. You know, it's just a quick thing. So just holding open that, that interest, that possibility, pleasant or unpleasant, or mm, no, neither one, neutral. Another place that I find interesting to explore um, recognizing feeling Vedana is if I notice um, already 
the mind-heart is caught up in a reactive state. So maybe I, awareness notices um, heaviness in the chest and then suddenly, oh no, what about this? No, no, oh yeah, this is anger. No, no, no. The anger itself might be recognized as having an unpleasant quality. But maybe the thoughts keep spinning. Come back and kind of land a moment and see what's the sense contact triggering this. So say there's a, a repetitive sensation that hadn't quite been with. Come back and be with it. You might notice the unpleasantness of it. Or another example, uh, keep waking up in the middle of a, a lovely fantasy. Oh, yeah, right, thinking, liking, come back. Thinking, why do I keep going into this? And then you might, because it keeps happening, you can start to feel the pleasantness. Not even of the content, just how going off into it feels. So repetitive experiences are a, a good way to notice Vedana. And when the mind's in a reactive state, it's a good place to check it out. Just explore, seeing how the cause and effect process works. So it's not about getting it right or wrong. It's just adding a, a nuance that's really fascinating and really supportive in terms of not having to feel the victim of mental states of greed and aversion, really seeing it's a natural process that can be known in awareness. And the steady awareness is a condition, a supporting condition for wisdom to arise. And in the moment of wisdom, oh, oh yeah, it's pleasant, fine. The moment of wisdom doesn't need to grasp or push away. Learning to trust that more and more. So just explore in this sitting.
May the beneficial energies generated by our practice together be shared with all beings in all realms as a supportive conditioning for their awakening from confusion. Just a word about... um, in the walking, the formal walking meditation, and also in the daily activities as you're moving around. Just a reminder, you know, we continue to, um, at times, open uh, the field of awareness, just as we've been doing in the sitting. Of course, when you're walking or in activities, there's so much more uh, external sense data coming in. So it might be in the walking for yourself experiment how much to continue a grounding in the sensations of the body moving or the foot and leg walking. That's fine, using that a lot to steady. But when you do notice mm, strong thinking or seeing is calling the attention or hearing, not to treat that as a distraction, but recognizing, oh, yes, seeing. Oh, the cute little chipmunk. I wonder seeing is occurring. Seeing, pleasant, liking, leaning forward. You can bring all that in. Not say bad, get back to the walking, but notice what's happening. And then use the sensations, you know, the, the, the body, the movement to recalibrate, to re-recognize awareness. So we, we learn, you know, gradually everything's included. There's nothing that's a distraction. Um, the same, same uh, including the Vedana the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral quality, when it's noticeable. Or like in the mealtime, it's a good time, for example, if you find yourself really, uh, you just can feel you're in a little bit either a struggle or caught up, liking, disliking, you're not even sure what, just sit there a minute. See if you can notice what's pleasant, what's unpleasant right here, Where's the, what's kind of sparking the reactivity. It can be a really interesting exploration. Not holding it, bad or good, or if you, if you do it right, you'll have more pleasant and less unpleasant. Forget it. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. It's just arising and rising, arising and passing every moment. So we just explore. So there's a question that mentioned me, so I got it. On a different long retreat, Uh, Carol once spoke about the importance of recognizing beautiful, wholesome qualities in the mind during the day as a way of brightening up in the face of of suffering. Can you talk about this a bit more? So, perfect. I mean, Guy, of course, mentioned in his talk about uh, difficult emotions, but remember, he said the third foundation is noticing all qualities of mind, including the wholesome, and that we just weren't talking about it so much last night. But if you remember, he said, notice and be mindful of them. (laughs) He didn't say, shut them away and only focus on the difficult. (laughs) But I will say a bit about it, because it's uh, important. If we're cultivating the steadiness of awareness, there's no way you can't notice wholesome qualities of mind and heart. Whatever you may be thinking, I haven't had one wholesome quality of mind or heart since I got here. Maybe there was that moment when I felt generous to that person three days ago, but since then, you know. You can know then that that's a view not based on complete accuracy because there's plenty of wholesome moments. But it's really, it is really helpful to notice with mindfulness, I'll just explain a little how it, how it works, 
the Buddha used a lot, frequently, the image of, in terms of uh, wise and unwise attention, which Guy mentioned last night, the image of feeding and starving. He uses that a lot. So in terms of, and again, Guy mentioned, in terms of, say, um, the hindrances, difficult, unwholesome mental states, unwise attention feeds them. So, for example, with ill will, with anger, remember that the unwise attention to the repugnant aspect of the experience feeds the ill will. For example, Utejaniya says this all the time, if you're annoyed with someone and you keep looking at them or you keep thinking about that annoying bad thing they did, you're aware that's going, but you're really in it, what happens to the anger? It's feeding it, right? It just shoots up. Even you can know your anger, but you're really focused. Yeah, they did do that. They did do that. Sort of like guy with the walking last night. They are in my place. They are in my place. So the unwise attention feeds the unwholesome. Wise attention, which is mindfulness, just as guy spoke about, mindful being with the difficult emotion, just as it is, not the story, that starves it of its nutriment. It's why sometimes we think, you know, if I'm mindful, that should make it go away. You know how we all fall into that? No. <laughs> and then we think, well, I'm not mindful, right? It didn't go away. That's a half true, but half not. It's not that mindfulness makes it go away. But when we're mindful with wise attention to the actual experience, it's starving that, that um, unwholesome state, greed, hatred, delusion. It's starving it of its nutriment. And so if the mindfulness is steady and the aversion, say, for example, isn't stronger than the mindfulness, you can see sometimes it gradually diminishes. Not because the mindfulness is making it go away, but it's starving that mental state of its nutriment. Do you get a sense of what I mean? So feeding and starving. So luckily with wholesome, what feeds wholesome states? Mindful awareness of them. Just being with them, not trying to pump them up, not wanting them, not trying to hold on, you know, let's feel some more joy. Come on, come on, come on. It's like, oh, joy is like this. Really being fully present with mindful awareness, which isn't wanting or aversive, that feeds the wholesome. And so it's really very nice how reality works. Some part of it we don't like so much. But when we're really seeing and understanding, mindful awareness feeds the wholesome. And so it's very uh, important and helpful, of course, when you become a, have some steadiness of awareness of watching the mind, not only on, as Sally likes to say, pain patrol. We want steadiness. So when you notice neutrality, calm is neutral. It also can be wholesome. You know, um, or happiness, or interest, investigation, all kind of metta, compassion, just uh, concentration on wholesome object, concentration on kalesa, on torment, isn't so wholesome. That's boom, you know, unwise attention. But if they have steady awareness, wholesome qualities of heart and mind are naturally arising. Mindfulness, hello. That's a wholesome quality arising, hopefully, quite a bit. And we think, well, we just, what are we mindful of? What's it going? Notice the mindfulness. Notice the awareness. 
Notice the sincere intention. Sometimes it all seems like it just, as they say, going to hell in a handbasket. Whatever a handbasket is, I don't know. But it's just going away. But there's this sincere, you sit down, I really have the intention to be here. That's a moment of um, one of the paramis of determination. It's a moment of virya, of energy. It's a moment of sada, of faith. So recognizing those, not always so flashy, but to recognize it really um, balances and brightens the heart and mind. So, you know, so I'm not saying create anything, but start to recognize. We talk so much about the difficult, the torments, because we do get so caught there, and we have the habit of, of trying to ignore them and feeding them. But let's also not cultivate, let's not develop the habit of ignoring the wholesome. Really see? And that's not an ego trip. That's one of our kind of, uh, when Guy was talking about it, kind of our, some of our, some of our, not all of our, kind of Western conditioning, you know, of being down on ourselves. Another weird way that can turn is thinking that to notice wholesome is some kind of an ego trip. And so the more we're criticizing ourselves, the better, you know, yeah, I'm seeing all the stuff that's wrong with me. That's really true and reliable. See, well, I really have these, these generous qualities have been coming up. Mindfulness, I'm really very committed and go, yeah, so what? Look at all this other stuff that's going on. Don't drown in thinking you're so good. Just look at how much craving and aversion there is. Yeah, it's sick. So the Buddha said, <laughs> the Buddha did say this, Putajana <laughs> is a word for unenlightened worldling. It's how it's often translated. <laughs> Once Sayada Upandita was here for three months, he would give these really... They were great talks if you could get into them, but he gave this ten days in a row of, ten days in a row about he started about the putajana, the putajana because the Buddha said and it's, the putajanas are mad, putajanas and there's just that we like what I, that was an example of what I just gave, we're, we're we're mad we think we're really doing the right thing if we're criticizing and seeing how bad we are you notice the wholesome and you go oh no that's just an ego trip. <laughs> Putajanas are mad. We're just confused. We don't know what serves awakening, really. So noticing when wholesome mental qualities in the mind and heart are present, that's all. Just let them be. It's just an aspect of steadiness of awareness you will notice. And so it does brighten the heart and mind. It strengthens faith. It strengthens confidence. And it gives us the, the energy and the willingness to be present again for the difficult. And that all of this steadies and strengthens the awareness, the mindfulness. It starts to get its own momentum. And then you don't have to think about, should I notice the pleasant or the unpleasant or the the beautiful or the difficult? Because mindfulness will notice what's occurring by itself. And you start to, we can start to trust, this is what I love, the fact that wholesome is fed by mindfulness. You don't have to, do something a lot of the time to crank it up. As Guy said, there's all kinds of practices we can do, and that's great. But in steady mindfulness, though, if you just notice, let it okay, right? Moment of compassion feels like this. And be there with it. Be fully there with it, just like you'd be fully there with a sensation in the body. See what it does. Allow it to live its life in the light of awareness. can really be supportive for our practice.
think that's enough for one morning. So please just enjoy the exploring. It's not about getting it right or wrong. It's about just really seeing how the mind and the heart works, the power of the steady awareness to reveal reality and can really trust that wise attention feeds the wholesome. So have a day. (laughs) Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.